Welcome to our back porch. We are so glad you could join us today for conversation and prayer. Um, I have been asking people about uh, sharing some things with me some, that, that were good, things that uh, were happening in their families that were good or things they were seeing the Lord do that were good. And so I want to share um, a few of those with you this morning. Um, first of all, um, our, this says our family is walking, cooking, praying, and playing together. We watch sermons together, and we're having many wonderful long conversations. The next one says, I love how God has slowed me down. I have surrendered my days to him and let him lead me. Slow is not usually in my vocabulary, but now it is, and I see it as a blessing, not a hindrance. I can agree with that. And the last is um, from a grandmother who says, I've been having virtual school with my grandkids. The Lord is also using this time to help my own children spend precious time with their children and having opportunities to speak truth into their young lives. We would love to know what good things are happening in your world right now, uh, where you see God moving in unexpected ways, perhaps. Uh, so we would, we would love it if you would share that with us. Something else I read this morning um, has two questions, and I think they, they probably are questions we should ask ourselves every day. What are you grateful for, and what are you praying for? What a great way to get us into um, uh, the day. So would you pray with me? Oh, Father, we come asking you to direct our words today. We pray that the very words that come out of our mouths would already be designed to touch a heart who needs you. Lord, we pray for a heart of thankfulness, of gratefulness. I pray that you would open our eyes to see good things. Because even in a pre-pandemic world, there are hard things everywhere. And so we pray that you just give us that, Lord. I pray that we would be attentive to that um, and that we would open our eyes in the morning and ask ourselves, what are we grateful for? And we are grateful most of all for you, Lord, for your gift of salvation through your son, Jesus, and for the gift of prayer that we can sit here on our back porch today and pray and communion with you. We pray these things in your powerful name, name of Jesus. Amen. So um, recently, last week I was watching the Today Show, and I saw a clip of Jimmy Fallon singing his own pandemic song. And the lyrics go like this. I'm about to crack. I'm starting to crack. Will I ever get my life back? I don't need another snack. I'm just starting to crack. And though there are many awesome things going on in families these days, I have also heard from many who are facing that same sentiment that I feel like I'm starting to crack. These are crazy days. We've never lived through a global pandemic before. We don't know how to do that. Um, I personally love going to Target just for fun, maybe not to shop. 
And these days, I don't even want to go to Target. And that is a new problem for me. Uh, possibly not a big problem, but it's a new problem. Uh, but seriously, the things that are going on in this world uh, impact us in many ways, but even more than the physical and mental impact that it has on us, it has an impact on our souls. Our souls are weary and wounded, and some of us don't know what to do with what we're feeling, and some of us choose not to feel. Some of us simply deny feeling. And so we want today to begin a conversation with you about soul care. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the names of God, and these are just names that help us to remember who God is and who he wants to be in our lives. And one of the names that we discussed was Jehovah Ra, which means the Lord is my shepherd. And Psalm 23 is a verse that most of you know. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. He gives me all that I need. He restores my soul. God wants to restore our souls, and when he does, he renews our strength, he soothes our fears, and he makes us whole again. But will we allow him to do that? That's the question. John Eldred says, God wants to come to us and restore our lives. He really does. But if our soul is not well, it's almost impossible to, see, to receive him. Dry, scorched ground can't absorb the very rain it needs. Some of us are... Our souls are like that dry, scorched ground. We are just in need of nourishment and refreshment. And so our topic today is about how to do that, how to help you do that. So in John 7, 3, we have a promise. It says, rivers of living water will flow from their hearts. So let's just take another minute to pray. Father, we come before you and we just acknowledge that there are places in each and every one of our souls that are dry, that are empty, and that are just so desperately in need of you and your refreshment and your rain and your water. God, we ask you just to, to help us, help us to receive from you the restoration and renewing that we need. Lord, we just submit to that. God, we ask for your help. We just humble ourselves before you. God, help us to enjoy the fruits of happy souls. We thank you, God, that that is your promise that we can have happy souls. We can have the fruits of happy souls. Lord, help us to receive more of you. Help us just to slow down and take time and be thoughtful about having more of you in our lives. God, and you promised us, Jesus says that he came to, have, to give us life and to give it abundantly. And Lord, we want that. Our souls crave vibrancy and resiliency in our souls. And so we just ask you for those things, Lord, that they would just flow out of us like water, like living water welling up within us from deep within. And then again, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, Lord. And we know there are some who are, are feeling that way now. Lord, there are some, some of us who have felt that way before. Uh, there's been a time in all of our lives where we have been weary and heavy laden, but you promised to take our yoke and to give us rest, rest for our souls. And so we just ask that today. Give us all rest for our souls. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We use the word soul in our culture in many different ways. Uh, but I want to talk for just a second about how it's defined in Scripture. Our soul really consists of our mind, our conscience, our will, and our emotions. And as only God can do, he mysteriously ties all of that up together with the spirit. And then we see 
what makes up what the scriptures call our heart. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else. This is a powerful scripture, to guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So now more than ever, we need to know how to take care of our souls. We need to know and be aware and be uh, practicing how we guard our hearts and protect our hearts today. So why do we need soul care? Originally, God designed and created us to be in, in relationship with him in an unbroken fellowship. Uh, just as the friendship God had with Adam and Eve in the garden before sin entered the world, but we live in a fallen world and we are besieged by the attacks of the enemy. Uh, we are overwhelmed by sights and sounds and technology and news. There's so much bad news. We are not designed by God to manage the, the worries, the pain, uh, the horrors of the whole world, and that's what we receive um, from technology and the news. We're not designed for that. We're drowning in bad news. But hear this good news. Psalm 147.3 says this, and you will find this in several places in the scripture. He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. It is his desire that our souls be whole and healthy. So let's pray for that today. Oh, Father, we desire sweet fellowship with you. We desire that friendship, that relationship that we have when we are in complete union with you. A vine and branch union. And we know, Lord, that the world is just coming at us. And it really, it, it really injures that union with you. It attacks our souls and so today father i pray for us as some of us are addicted to news uh, some of us are addicted to fast-paced living and so sometimes we don't even recognize that our souls are weary we um we can't even feel it we're we're almost numb. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be thirsty for those springs of living water that Tanya just read about. I pray that you would show us what that looks like, what that feels like to have a, a light heart and to invite you in, in relationship to us, to bring healing to our soul. In your name, we pray these things. So what is soul care? It's a rhythm of actively doing things that renew, refresh, and heal our souls. Mm -hmm. It is allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and have access to your souls through prayer, and then he can heal those wounded, broken, and dry places and bring nourishment, refreshment, and healing. It's also a lifestyle change. It's not just a one and done kind of thing. It's something that happens over time through processes of intentionality, um, a slower pace, slowing down, sitting before the Lord, being quiet with Him, and even listening to your own soul, your own feelings. As Cindy said earlier, it's so easy for us to just push away 
what we're feeling. We don't want to deal with it or work on it or think about it right now. But in order to um, renew and heal our souls, we have to take time and, and ask, why am I feeling this way? What am I feeling? And then allow the Lord to come in and uh, to bring his healing into those things. So we invite Jesus in for his healing. So how do we maintain a healthy soul? It's pretty simple. You probably already know the answer, uh, but we just need more of God. We need more of God in our lives. And so we can arrange our lives in a way that includes more of God. That's our challenge. What can we do um, to arrange our lives to include more of God? So let's take a minute and pray about that. Jesus, we come to you again in surrender and submission. Lord, help us to be willing to do what it takes to have more of you in our lives. Give us your wisdom, the wisdom of your Holy Spirit to know what those things mean for each and every one of us. What does it look like to have more of you in our lives? What can we do intentionally? Lord, we ask you to guide us, not a list that we come up in our, in our own heads um, trying to make rules or any of those things, Lord, but it would just be the power of your Spirit working in us, showing us um, what it is that we can do to uh, nourish our souls and just to have more of you in our lives. God, we thank you for your faithfulness to us in answering these. In Jesus' name, amen. So we wanted to share a few soul care practices um, with you today that you can integrate into your life, and you can start today because they're pretty simple. So the first one is just taking the moments of solitude and reflection that already exist in your day. So maybe you have a commute to work, or uh, maybe you're going to be waiting in a doctor's office, or um, if you're like me, a long shower, <laughs> long bath, or... Um, even just when you're laying at bed at night and, and waiting to fall asleep, these are all times that you can just reflect on God and take a minute to just pause and um, even just speak his name, just speak the name of Jesus um, and invite him into those moments. The second thing is experience nature. We are surrounded by so many artificial things in our lives from the light and temperature of our homes to um, all of the things we see on TV that are made up for us and um, artificial and so it's hard to um, have a lot of access to real things and so our challenge is that you experience something real find a way to experience something real so maybe that's going to a park and sitting under a tree um, maybe that's walking barefoot in the grass and just feeling it between your toes or literally stopping to smell the roses or flowers and examine them examine them and then during all these things just speak to God and allow him to speak to you through those things Beauty is healing, so slow down and allow the beauty of nature to heal your soul. Um, the third thing is to keep your eyes open and your heart open and be expectant for God moments or God appointments. And in those times, just ask God what he uh, wants to say to you in those moments and how he might want to use you in those moments. So just listen for that pricking of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And number four won't be a surprise to you because we've already said it several times, but slow down. The fast pace of this life pulls us away from the Lord. And so very simply, we would encourage you to walk slower, to drive slower, to eat slower, to stop and notice things. When we slow down, we notice things. Uh, to pause, to just stop, and then listen, because that's where you'll find God, just as Elijah in the quiet moments listen and when you do that john eldridge says you can carry a sanctuary of silence and solitude in your heart throughout the day isn't that a beautiful thought and number five is to take a moment for delight i love that word delight it just speaks of joy 
Uh, but I think we, again, we get busy. We don't even know what brings delight to our soul. So I would encourage you to take a few minutes and refuse the negative, refuse tired, refuse demands, refuse the lies. Find delight, decide what it is. And for me, it's sitting on my back porch or walking on the beach that automatically brings delight. But find those things that bring that delight. Um, and then number six is to direct your dinner time conversation. Just ask for those family around the table. What can we celebrate today? What has happened in your life that we can celebrate? Or where did you encounter God today? And number seven is to use and carry your real Bible. Now, I love my Bible app. I use it a lot. But there is nothing like picking up your Bible and reading the Word from your Bible. Um, again, it's the real, uh, picking up that Bible. And so um, use your Bible a little more. Pick it up, use it in the morning, or take it with you. Number eight is to change the filter of how you judge your day, not through the lens of productivity, productivity or efficiency, but through the lens of God is my father, what is he doing in me? So this convicted me today. I was actually just listening to a podcast this morning on my walk and, uh, and they said this and I do that a lot. I say, oh yeah, I had a good day. It was really productive. And especially my personality, but the culture around us really pushes that kind of mentality of how productive we are, um, dictates our success or unsuccess. And so just change your mindset from that. At the end of the day, say, yeah, I had a good day. The Lord really used me or the Lord spoke to me or I got a lot of rest and quiet time with the Lord and, and just change those things and how you judge your day. Um, number nine, you all know is coming, but probably aren't going to like, but it's turn off technology. Um, I know this seems really hard, probably impossible, but start small, maybe just a few minutes at a time where you just kind of step away from your technology and get outside or do something with your family or do something by yourself, whatever it is. Um, number 10 kind of goes along with that. And it's learn to have a listening lifestyle. So we are just so overwhelmed by distractions and things that are um, competing, competing voices um, in the world around us. As Cindy was saying, we're just so overwhelmed with news and information all the time. Everywhere you go, whether you're hearing it or reading it or whatever, there's information everywhere. So it's, it's really hard to get away from that into silence and solitude. That's kind of a lost art for uh, for us today is silence and solitude. And I know it can be scary. It was scary for me at first to just sit quietly with my thoughts um, with no music or TV or anything in the background. Uh, but it's so good and so refreshing for our souls. So even if you just start again with two minutes a day where you just sit quietly by yourself in a room with no noise and just listen for the Lord's voice and see what he says to you. Number 11 is pretty should be pretty simple, but it's hard as well. Uh, when you're tired, rest. Um, Jesus did that. Jesus was our model for that. When he, um, when he was tired, he stopped, and he never tried to do more work in a day than was given to him. And sometimes we do that. We try to do so much um, in a day that the Lord has not given us to do. So if you're feeling tired, take time to rest. It's important. And then the last thing, of course, is Sabbath. God gave us a day of Sabbath because he knows we need it. He knows it's good for our souls and nourishing for our souls. So most of, most of the people watching, that's going to be on Sunday for you, but for some of us it can't be. So choose any 24-hour period where you can just step away from work for a little while, where you can spend time delighting, where you can spend time contemplating and resting and getting ready and renewing yourself for the week ahead. 
So now we ask you the question, how hungry are you to live in a place where your soul is nourished and well cared for? I hope that this conversation has just begun to stir that in you. God wants to restore our souls. He longs to give us more of himself. Um, and I want to read to you, actually it's from the message uh, from Matthew 11, where uh, Tanya referred to, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Let me read these couple of sentences before we close. Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And then learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that beautiful picture. And so we're going to close today with a paraphrase of Psalm 23. And we're going to ask that you would just allow this to be a prayer in your own life as we close. The Lord is my pace setter. I shall not rush. He makes me stop and rest for quiet intervals. He provides me with images of stillness, which restores my serenity. He leads me in ways of efficiency through calmness of mind. And his guidance is my peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish each day, I will not fret, for his presence is here. His timelessness, his all importance will keep me in balance. Mm -hmm. He prepares refreshment and renewal in the midst of my activity by anointing my mind with his oils of tranquility. My cup of joyous energy overflows. Surely harmony and effectiveness shall be the fruits of my hour, for I shall walk in the pace of the Lord and dwell in his house forever. Amen. Amen. And God bless.